welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie, that one over there. Mark Driscoll, here <laughs> I am. Or Karen. Or Karen. Karen. That's it. Um, Karen is not a Karen. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it, people. That's, mm-hmm. And that's a funny thing that every once in a while, if I do like a TikTok on someone else, they're like, oh, my God, she's such a Karen. And I'm like, I am, too. <laughs> I am, too. Okay, so uh, my other college roommate in life, her name is Heather. And now the notorious fa- uh, definition of the word Heather these days is, like, someone who's super beautiful and you want to be just like. Oh, yeah, well, she's great. not a Heather either. <laughs> and I only say that to see if she's listening. So... Oh, yeah, that's good. that's good. We should just list all the people who we've told about this oh, yeah. podcast, and we wonder if they're listening. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good. And then they have to text us within five minutes of this dropping, or they're There's dead to us. There's one person who does listen frequently, and her name is Sherry. And Sherry is beautiful and funny and smart. And um, I'm saying that to see if she's listening You're, Is she the one? I know. Didn't you just right before this just rail about yeah, Sherry? Off, off pod. Yeah, off pod. Uh Depotted. Anyway, so welcome to the podcast. There are other places that you can find the stuff that uh, is put out under the umbrella of deconversion therapy, mainly TikTok, because Karen's going to town on that lately and having really cool responses from a lot of people it's crazy it's and it's really fun okay i'm gonna talk to you you elders um as you know bonnie and i are your pioneers uh we've paved the way probably the first deconverters (laughs) in modern history but there are a lot of people that are Age, And I'm telling you, TikTok really blasts for me the difference between what I look like in reality and what I look like in my head. And if people are having that issue at 30, at 20, at whatever, I must say that there is something freeing about going, fuck it. I have some good information or a great joke, and I'm putting it out there. And let people say what they want to say. And by the way, what kind of chicken says something about somebody on social media that's super negative and hurtful like that? I'm dealing right now with a lot of articles written about tennis players in the U.S. Open as they fall out of the Do tournament. You like tennis? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, they are, but they're in press conferences saying, I really don't look forward to the social media comments that are going to happen after I've fallen out of the tournament. I'm pretty sure I'll get a death threat or two. Like, yeah. Who? I know. Who does this? Sitting at home. What are they? Never mind. I was going to say sitting at home, whacking off in a dungeon. <laughs> but what? They can afford a dungeon? <laughs> yeah. Know. It puts the lotion. Anyway. 
Well, that's what, you know, a lot of people say. It's just 14-year-olds, whatever. But I am going to tell you about a woman who got irate at me and how it falls into the whole TikTok. Briefly, I put that I have a theory of Justin Bieber and Carl Lentz, the disgraced pastor. Uh, A lot of people were fascinated with it. A lot of people, although I said... That although I said that inappropriate connections between people do not have to be sexual or physical, you know, in my yeah. opinion, I think that Justin Bieber, Carl, met him when he was 14, took him under his wing, had him move into his house for a while. They were very close. In my opinion, from the pictures, it looks like maybe Justin had some kind of confused feelings towards Carl. Just my opinion. Anywho, so I'm making these really informative, time-consuming videos because I get pictures. And I'll tell you, that is exhausting. Anywho, I get the pictures. (laughs) I put it up there. And there is Kevin Durant, who's a basketball player. I no longer watch basketball. Used to watch it all the time. Don't anymore. I say Kevin Durante just offhand because I'm like, there are celebrities that used to go to Hillsong and here they are. People went after me. They're like, Durante, that's so funny. And for some, I'd be like, I don't know who that guy is. I'm just, you know, and they're like, you're so funny. So that's it. One woman is like, the least you could have done is look him up and give him respect that he deserves (laughs) the least you could have done so i just you know i'm like maybe he she's sort of joking so i made another one and i'm like listen i'll tell you what's going on in my life i just got this door put in that we've been waiting 10 months for because of covid service you know industry etc and i hold up the brochure because it's from durante home improvements we have been working Uh with durante for 10 months so i said Sometimes we slip up. Sometimes we're thinking of other things. And sometimes we don't want to have to re-record a whole fucking TikTok. Because things aren't that precious. Right. And she got upset and said, I hope it's cold wherever you go in life. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Because I run hot. Exactly. I'm like, these hot flashes would love it. Thanks, bestie. But, you know, people get irate. And I've made a few things and said on our podcast, someone got after me because I said foliage instead of foliage. And I'm like, sometimes you're just raised in a different area with a different person. Now, I did accidentally say before I really knew ivermectin I was like invermectin and I always get hydroxychloroquine anyway so yeah we're gonna make mistakes um I appreciate the two words being pointed out from an hour (laughs) podcast but but you're oh my god you didn't 
care for my favorite thing. And I was just telling you before the podcast, like Friday is my happy time because Seth Meyers comes out with a segment only on YouTube that he calls corrections. And it's all the bullshit comments that people make like, um, you pronounced it foliage instead of foliage. (laughs) And so he calls them the jackals and he's like, okay, the jackals are waiting. And so he just reads the shit comments that come through the course of the week for anything they put out. And then he makes his funny, snarky comments about them. And the only people listening are the staff who are in the (laughs) audience with him. So it's real quiet. And you know, if you can make a writing staff laugh, then... It's pretty right. funny. <laughs> You've woken them up from their <laughs> yeah, first hour not, off. Yeah. They're not an easy audience. And, um, oh, my gosh. And then he'll have to, in subsequent weeks, make corrections that <laughs> are based on what he messed up in the corrections segment. <laughs> right. oh, it's so great. So just know, jackals are everywhere. And that's just Okay. And sometimes I will fight back. And I really don't hold ill will towards this guy. I sort of thought it was funny. So on one of our social media, someone (laughs) decided to correct me about the foliage. And they said, love you, Karen, but it's foliage, foliage, foliage. And then love what you do. And then the damn emoji of a kissy face. Oh, but do not like that. They're trying to be no, no bunny. (laughs) The condescension there. So I wrote back rude, 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 kissy face. (laughs) So once in a while, I'm just gonna be like, "Come on, give me a break." Like for the for all our research, okay. There isn't any, and all our voice classes again, none. Um, our oh, expensive equipment, <laughs> negative. Excuse me. Oh yeah, excuse you had voice me. Classes. <laughs> <laughs> so go after Bonnie. Sitting here in the corner. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I deal with this daily from somebody who thinks that she has absolutely no grammatical flaws in her life. She will correct typos and say like, oops, you probably meant blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, we all know it's a typo. Exactly. We all know it's a typo. But to have to point it out, I think, is petty. And I can't tell you how many times I am in the room with her or on the phone with her with other people, and she will say something is across the room. Mm-hmm. And we finally had a conversation once, and I said, I don't think you want me to tell you when you do these things. And she's like, well, give me an example. And I'm like, there is no T at the end of the word <laughs> across. <laughs> but she still does it. And um, there but, are quite you a know, few I'm like sure that. you're like, what does she mean? When she says across, does across? she mean up? <laughs> does she mean down? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what it is. Well, we all we all have those. And I remember one time saying something was just a, a bold-faced lie. And this guy came up to me and he's like, it's, it's technically a bald-faced lie. I'm like, what is bald-faced? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Oh, but somebody yesterday, uh, they said 
somebody yesterday on TikTok was looking at some kind of ingredient for a recipe and said, ooh, I want to make this for a shark coochie <laughs> instead of charcuterie. And then I looked it up, and apparently that's a thing that's being said now. Shark coochie. Great. Great. Yeah. I might have one of those. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're talking about this because it does pertain to what we're talking about today in subject, but we also wanted to say, yeah, we're on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram is a lovely venue for what we're doing and being community minded. Uh, there's some stuff on Twitter every now and then, but yeah. really yeah. Um, not so much. There's also a great Facebook group, which is very supportive and like-minded people are in there who have gone through this whole deconverting thing at whatever pace they feel like going through it. It's just not an organized thing. You know, if you backslide, if you, if Mm -hmm. you suddenly read the Bible, I don't know. (laughs) Um, there, there are just so many ways to do it and it's a really nice community and Karen will let you in. She's the gatekeeper. And, uh, Again, I did take down a dick pic drawing, so keep those for yourself. Just print them up. If you have a drawing of Jesus in the nude, I and there is a different meaning to hung, then put it up on your wall. Enjoy. Um, That's really what you do want as art in your house, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Um, One more thing. We have a newsletter that you can subscribe to. It's like $7 a month. And with that, not only comes the musings of brilliance, (laughs) us, but we do Zoom parties. And the last one that we did, I say parties, but we did one and we're doing another one in the future. Um, But it was so fun. And I really hope that the people who were there last time, come back. Everybody got a little chance to talk, and we got to learn about other people, and um, there's some dry humor out there, which I loved. Exactly. And our next one is Friday the 17th. So by the time you hear that, it'll be two days away. I'll already send something out so people know. And we try and change up the days as much as Bonnie's work allows, um, because she's the ball and chain here with her work schedule. Uh, But, you know, if you want to give a thousand to seven thousand dollars a month <laughs> then bonnie won't have to work so that's right that's on you wait really. a thousand it's on you. <laughs> but um, uh, it is the only place that you show up with your face too because we trust I bring my our, face you bring it it's in a jar <laughs> um <laughs> wait, wait there was something else i was going to tell you that had to do with the zoom thing oh yeah, and uh, Friday nights are my my nights. Like I told you, I, Corrections comes out from Seth Meyers, mm-hmm. and I spend my whole day working knowing that I can come home and watch that. And then Ted Lasso is on Friday nights, and it might be the last episode this coming week. I'm not sure. And then my other favorite podcast, The Cure for Chronic Pain, Um Nicole's stuff comes out on Friday. So Friday is such happy media day. Yeah. um, End of your work week, although you work all weekend too. But still, it's like a mental 
Very nice. Very nice. Well, I um, I will probably also be staying at home again because I don't want to go anywhere. I don't like anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So my friends were like, do you guys want to go to We have a new restaurant that just opened close. Do you guys want to go? It was Friday night. And I said, I am willing to go on a dead weekday night. Right. So yeah. just let me know. But other than that, I I don't do much either. But I do love to just watch things. It's oh. it's a joy. So let's talk about some of our favorite podcasts, maybe, um, or any recommendations, because people are probably on the edge of their seat. Like, how do we how do we become like them? How do we not have social lives? Uh, and yeah. Well, I can't say enough about Ted Lasso. This series, it's managed to combine biting humor with um, the umbrella of let's do things to be kind. And it is, you can look at it as just a comedy and it's totally stands alone. Yeah. And oh my God, the, um, I, I do adore that the, you know, the output is only like maybe eight episodes. So they don't have the pressure that normal network television, you know, nothing's normal anymore. But like when you used to have to crank out 22 shows and there'd be some great ones in a dud, they have the, you know, they just have the luxury to really put out good stuff. And one of them, uh, was a Christmas episode and I watched it. I think I've watched it three times. Nice. And, and they're only 30 minutes. So, yeah. you know, I'm not whiling my life away, but this is when I'm waiting for my food to digest. Mm-hmm. So before swimming, <laughs> nope, just before <laughs> laying down. <laughs> um, but you guys, it's, it's, it's funny. And, and there's a lot of real shit going on in that show. You know, they're dealing with anxiety and relationships and the good and the bad. And, um, and it's a good it's a good one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I uh one of my favorite podcasts, of course, I can go all in on my murder ones. There's um Alliance, I think, or Death and Alliance. That's great. What is it? They're just all like someone died in a town come called Alliance. I doubt okay. people would totally be interested. I listen to a lot of those, but uh, I also listen to one that sounds like a true crime one, but it isn't. It's called <laughs> You're Dead to Me. And okay. it's a British, he's like a young Malcolm Gladwell, but he us- he gets one comedian, usually a British one, sometimes mm-hmm. not. And one expert in the field so maybe they'll do Joan of Arc and they're pretty they're not super short but they're just entertaining and I'm like by the end of it I feel smart without feeling like I tried or uh, that you were taught to is that exactly a word? exactly because you know everyone's just in a happy mood you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna take that and subscribe right now and it's called dead to me yes Dead and that's not a subliminal message about me. you. You're dead to me. That's is it like a pink 
uh, BBC yes, Radio it's 4 pink, kind of thing? And it looks like maybe characters from um, Monty Python. Monty Python? On it. <laughs> yeah. Monte See, Python. weren't that much in sync, people. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Oh, no. I don't know how to subscribe anymore. They've changed my podcast app. Podcast <laughs> app. Like, what would do? Oh, I gotta press a plus now. Yeah. Like I gotta learn things instead of reading words. Fuck. And please uh, rate and review us. As you know, it's a pain because I don't think you can do it on all the venues out there, the platforms. So you have to go to Apple Podcasts. But we appreciate it. We will send you nothing. But hey, we it really does. <laughs> keep us going and helps us you know just just feel appreciated which we love uh as does everyone and that's why we appreciate our listeners it's crazy just getting dms from you guys getting fun memes that you're like have you seen this and then i take it all i do is maybe give a thumbs up if i'm like out somewhere but Believe me, I steal your meme. I post it. I get people saying that's hilarious. I take that as an applause or pat on my back, although you've done the heavy lifting. But we really do love all our all the people who get in touch with us. It's great. And doesn't it blow your mind? It's like if you think about college, the people you were friends with. Well, I met Debbie because I met chuck and i met this person because i met that person and it's you know it's like the six degrees of separation but these people are all here because of a shared interest yeah or point of view and that's so pure and you guys when you say those things on the dms and karen shares them with me it just brightens the middle of my stupid ass day she'll just randomly text me and they're so it's just so uh, reaffirming and and nice to know that somebody is listening just because they want to listen, not because they're trying to fuck my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, they are though. All that confused Maybe me at the you, end Karen. there, but <laughs> yeah, I really, um, I I did not share with you. I did block someone who wrote uh, this week and said I heard one of you was a missionary that's hot it's my favorite position so sometimes sometimes we get rid of you know there was another one that asked if i would do things and they don't care who's on the other end of the dms they just you know any hoodly who let's get into did you not want me to laugh at that oh you're fine you're fine okay yeah don't worry everyone will just judge you Um, fine (laughs) <laughs> and that's okay. So um, that that gets us to our topic, which is what it's like to be a woman in this world. Uh, <laughs> we're we're women uh, and women, and we like foliage. And so hear me roar. We're gonna roar it out today. <laughs> I've been wanting to do this woman for a while. Again, but I'm not <laughs> sexually. Her name is Lori Alexander. She's the transformed wife. Her memes every once in a while hit the zeitgeist, go wild. USA Today did something on her because she, she, we're going to get into it. She has 124,000 followers just on Facebook. She has a blog. I think she's one of those, you know, 
early pioneers of the blog. My issue mainly with the blog is that everything she writes is center justified. So it looks like poetry. So but content it's not. be damned. I hate it. It's, I it's, don't do that. That is for poetry. The paragraph style. <sighs> All right, so Lori Alexander, she's been married to her husband, Ken, since 1980. Uh, I doubt they played Celebrate by Earth, cool Wind, and again. Fire and them. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't Don't you want you to get in trouble. In a correction. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And then also... Talking about corrections, if you go to our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com, where you can get the uh, sign up for anything, see merch, all that. We have new merch that'll be coming. Anyway, we have a place that you can submit your corrections and complaints. So make sure to do that if you or have Or even any. better, your funny stories about growing up in church. But it's not the same form. I just want to be oh. very clear. One goes to us. The other one is Franklin Graham's <laughs> Gmail. Okay. So Lori Alexander, again, she has grandchildren. And she said she chose the title to transform wife. Because, you know, God and through his spirit and his word has transformed her and will will transform anyone. Now she says that they'd been married. They had a difficult marriage for 23 years. And to me, I'm like, tell me that part. (laughs) That's what I want to know. It's a long ass time. It is. But she said it's getting better because of God's principles. And I'll tell you what she did and how it all changed and all that. But she is very prolific as far as writing on her blog. But it doesn't mean all of it isn't idiotic. Her main thing that people might remember that went really viral was a meme where it is men prefer debt-free virgins without tattoos. <laughs> so she knows what she's doing. And I can't, I mean, would a man prefer a woman to be debt-free? I'll go with that one. Sure. Hold I mean, up. Hold up. The implication of that is that he's going to have to swoop in and pay her debts. Fuck that, I say. If I have a debt, it is my debt. Correct. And this is where I have to keep my mouth shut during this episode a lot because I am single, don't want to be married, don't want to have kids. And I have some, uh, some thoughts on that that aren't coming from a place of knowledge at all. But, but that's her why. implication yeah. is, oh, I'm going to marry you and rescue you and pay all your debts, which is just kind of a load of horseshit. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. That's why I wanted your perspective, because, of course, all of this is tied around the worthiness of a woman is marriage and kids. And it'll get let we're gonna get more offended let's just move right into this portion <laughs> and i'm just nervous that i'm gonna be the offender so i have you know i have some things that i've thought my whole life that i need to not share with people 
It's okay. I can delete them out. I, <laughs> you have no idea that we just have episodes where it's just me talking. People don't know. Okay. So she wrote, do you know how much more attractive debt-free virgins without tattoos are to young men? Unfortunately, they're the... Unfortunately, there are so few types of these young women anymore because of the high costs of college. So she's not, she does. Now, the weird thing, of course, she went to college, but I think she feels it's a mistake. We'll get into that. And Did she go to college to find a man? She became a teacher. Uh, and then she didn't want to be one. So I'll tell you how she got out of that. Oh, gosh. Just a tad. So she says, you know, young women are sexually promiscuous, and and all you need to do is just hold them legs together, all that stuff. Uh, and when she posted that, she said, yeah, it took off like wildfire. And she said, of course, in general, men prefer women without tons of debt. People were telling me to take it down, saying I was shaming women. But I also got support. Why shouldn't I be able to speak my opinion? And see, I think that bubble of support is exactly, it's exactly what is keeping these people in the bubble. Because if you look at her Facebook, people are like, yes, I agree with you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, 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 but, mm-hmm. but also that is okay to have your opinion and mm-hmm. to talk about it and everybody have it together. Just don't, like you said, don't shame others. Right. If you, it's, it's like you got to run to something, but not shit on the other ones. That, like, oh, no, Run Bonnie. to it. What? Run to it all you want. Have all your little people all you want. But, uh, but the shame. It's not, it's not embracing everyone. The shame cleanses. It, it helps. They've got to throw <laughs> it on cleanses. you. That's right. It's okay. like PETA throwing paint on your fur thing. Oh. Uh, this is her throwing a ball of shame at you so that you're like, oh, I will turn and I will live like this woman. Let me get into it. <laughs> um. So another thing that went wild is she has this chart, and I'll put it up on our Instagram. She made it where it's just hand-drawn, but it answers a question, should mothers have careers? Oh, her! it looks like a flow chart, but it's not because you don't get to make a single decision. Exactly. (laughs) I saw that. And so your your choices, she says, is away from home hours every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's redundant. Or home all day long. So okay, one of those is like woohoo, and the other one is like oh yeah. So but, and, and some people would think one is ooh and one is ah. And exactly, it just, hello, because there are choices. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No. Um, so, I mean, you sure do have a lot to say for a woman. And this, uh, we're not doing I, that in this episode. I apologize, my beloved husband. <laughs> so, you know, the ones who stay at home all day, that's her main thing. And she's like, your children get to be with you. 
you get to rest. She's trying to sell this. You get to rest while your kids nap. I'm like, (laughs) your dinner is from scratch, nutritious and delicious. I mean, those are... Those are debatable right there. You get to read to your children. uh, You get to discipline them. We'll talk about that. And you get to teach about Jesus all day long. All day long. Weekends, you get to go to the beach or the park. And you're intimate with your husband frequently. Your life's fulfilling. Your husband and children rise up and call her you blessed. Not sound like it. So... On the other side, your children will be with others. So these are only two choices. It's unlike a flow chart where it goes Mm -hmm. down or left or right and then down again and left or right again. It's just one or two. Exactly. God or devil. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So read what the devil has set up for me. For you women who decide to work. And, And let me add men uh your children are with others you know uh you come home exhausted dinner's usually fast food or microwave a lot of assumptions here you read a book to the children before bed rather than a pamphlet all day (laughs) right um your weekends you spend cleaning the house and shopping for groceries you're too tired for intimacy with your husband, and her conclusion is your life is falling apart. You don't feel like you're a good wife or mother. Well, guess what? If you feel like you're always a good wife and good mother, you aren't. It's just like yeah, the damn writers just... or anything who are like, I'm good at this. And then you look and you're like, no, that's that was really shitty. May I also just break there for a second that uh, your weekends don't have to be spent shopping and cleaning because if you have a job, you can pay someone to do that anyway. Well, that's very interesting you say that because I found a website (laughs) that shows that she at one time did hire a nanny and someone to clean her house. With whose money? I guess with Mm. her OnlyFans account. I don't know. Um, But this is the interesting part about it. But let's let's get into all the things she says. And then let's I'm going to go backwards and say who she really is. So she wrote a post about do husbands nag their wives because what she said happened in her marriage is she read a book, had an epiphany, went to her husband and said, I apologize for not just allowing you to be head of the household. Not going to argue with you anymore. I will state my opinion, but I'm going to be exactly what we all, you know, don't like. I'm just going to be submissive and booty bop up. Not going to work. Take care of the kids. Cook clean. Take care of you. And she says, you know, hey, we're lucky. God wanted us to do this, etc. So she said that's when her marriage turned around. Um, it seems that you can turn around a marriage when you tell the man, I will have sex with you whenever you want. I will cook and clean for you. And it does make him happier. I agree that that could happen. 
Yeah. Did you ever watch the show Everybody Loves Raymond? And I'm going somewhere with this, Your Honor. No, because I absolutely it it bothered me, like Did the it? aesthetic of it. Yep, couldn't do it. Oh, you mean the house? <laughs> the something. Set? Yes, something, characters, but is that yeah. what they did on there? Uh, well, I, uh, so Raymond went off to work, mm-hmm. and Deborah stayed at home and raised the three kids, and she was constantly bitching at him for not helping around, helping out around the house, and I'm like, the, but this is the delineation, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, if he goes out and does one thing, that's... You know, you kind of have other things to do. Yeah. Like, why Why are you, why isn't he going, uh, you know, why isn't he bitching at her? Like, you never bring any money into this relationship. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's, that's where I'm like, you know what, delete that because I'm going to get in trouble for the things that I notice. Well, I can tell you, that's why I have my husband do all of it. There is never, uh huh. That's why, I mean, seriously. Um, so I will be vulnerable and say my husband does almost everything, but he's also like one of those natural busybodies. He's got to be doing something all the time. Right. So he'll just walk by with my laundry. He'll put the dishes. He'll do all that. That's him. And there were some years that I was dealing with sickness. And that's when he really jumped into it more. So I do have limited energy, but I have had a lot more these last couple years with medications. But I don't really tell him that totally. Because why (laughs) ruin his joy? But that's the other thing is you've got to figure out in each marriage, each relationship, whatever is what kind of person you're dealing with. Like, I'm like that too. I'm a doer. I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is make my bed. I'm not even, you know, I don't even leave the bedroom until it's made. I won't go get coffee until the bedroom. And so it's just, you know, I like the everything to be in place in the bathroom when I leave in the morning so that when I come home, it's so you just people just have different personalities. I am baffled when I go into because I go into a lot of people's houses to show oh, property. Yeah. That'd be so and fun. There is just there are some people there's just shit everywhere all the time. It is never ready for another person to come visit. Right. <laughs> Even when people come visit. and But that's just the way people are. Yeah, yeah. And people are different ways for many different reasons. I right. got stuck on, on TikTok. There's a whole bunch of videos of people cleaning what they call their depressed houses, especially during COVID, you know. People are What's going a depressed house. They they've gone into such deep depression they they are powerless to take care of their own houses. Oh, and so yeah. they try and get accountability by like, okay, guys, watch me. I'm going to do the kitchen. I'm going to do the, you know, they do these tricks and tips to help them. Um, and mm-hmm. I get it. So I'm on a new medication where my husband's actually like, you're a different person. Because my energy is very good. Now, I am not sleeping, so we're going to have to (laughs) later find a balance. But while I'm not sleeping, I'm watching Watch Me Clean Up My Depression House. Okay, 
So the whole thing about do husbands nag their wives? And Lori says there are verses in Proverbs about quarrelsome wives. So I'm not going to... Quarrelsome. They're quarrelsome. I'm not going to read, you know, like Proverbs 21, 9. Yeah, 9. It's better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. (laughs) I love some of these, actually. They're just so Mark Twain-ish. It's better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. (laughs) All of these are true, and that first one just makes me think, yeah, hang out in the bathroom. Pretend to be pooping for a long time. (laughs) A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Okay. Uh, And then it's the opposite, where it's like a virtuous Virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. Which, I mean, if you don't like your husband, you can make his bones rot. So I think a lot of power goes to the woman. But so Lori, you can make his bones rot. I just have a bone joke in there. I'm sorry to tell you that I'm not going to say it. So Lori says, I can't find any verses about a husband nagging his wife. Why? It must not be nearly as common for men to nag their wives. But I believe the major reason is that husbands should not have to nag their wives. (laughs) Godly wives will live in submission to their husbands. They'll submit. They'll obey. When a husband asks his wife to do something, she should do it as soon as possible. Since God made her husband to head over her. And then she writes, if a wife's married to a disobedient husband, okay, so like a bad guy, mm-hmm. she's to live in subjection to him, still submit without nagging, and win him over with her godly behavior. Every night she should pray to her husband. I mean, whoops, close enough. She should pray to God (laughs) and all that. Um, Also, when it comes to intimacy, you're to be there for whenever. And in a live interview or, sorry, a video interview, she says, you know what? How long does it really take? It doesn't matter if you're not in the mood. So this whole, I mean, this is messed up. Um, And we'll go further into it. But she explains how she got out of working. So she, um, let me just find it. Hold on. In one of her blogs, I, I think she has four kids. She wrote this. She goes, I do have a funny story to end whatever blog she's doing this with. Ken, my husband, told me at the beginning of the marriage I should stay at home after I had my second baby. I was a full-time school teacher. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Ken said that she could stay at home. She said, I wanted to stay at home with her kids so badly that I put a hole in my diaphragm and we conceived baby Ryan. I'm so happy because I got to stay at home and raise my babies. And she said, now I don't recommend using deceit like this, but (laughs) But I'm telling you about it. (laughs) She, you know, the whole idea that she totally 
I, how that's so deceptive, so terrible. In an ideal world, supposed to have a conversation about anything related to reproduction. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's a man's decision, it's a woman's decision. And she took that upon herself to make it all her decision. That's yet not that's not cool. And it will surprise you that she is against a woman's right to choose. So there well, she chose. Fucking go. Exactly. <laughs> but she chose. I oh know. I know. So she doesn't believe women should work. Ironically, she's written some books and sells them. She also talks to people. I don't know what she means by she doesn't work unless she's like, no, this is a ministry and my kids are raised. I I don't know. It's a bendable situation she has going. Okay. Well, you mentioned that she has written books. Have you read them? Uh, I did not know there were plural. (laughs) I thought maybe there was one. But she probably did that thing, if I'm guessing, where you write a book and then you write some kind of a notebook thing to accompany it that has little passages where you can make your notes and be inspired every day. But you have to buy a couple extra things. Or maybe that's a perfect Christmas gift. Here's a submissive wife. (laughs) I know. Here's a broom and that. Although I used to love that shit, and I did one, a workbook, Bible study, called The Virtuous Woman, and I had it saved for years. Wow. Do you ever haul it out and read stuff from it? I'm wondering if I finally got rid of it. I do have some journals where I'm like, I feel God's telling me this, or where I'm like writing what I'm praying or what I feel God is saying to me. Because in YWAM, (laughs) that was a big thing. Empty your mind, write down what you feel you're hearing from God. All I can tell you, he really loved me. (laughs) Well, and, and for some of us who are more cynical, it's like, Write down ideas that come into your head. (laughs) That is it. I feel like... You feel like shit, Karen, but guess what? A deity is taking his time so you can write in your floral pattern. Well, this is my favorite segment sometimes when you do a, a bulk bulkier part of research and I realize that somebody has something to peddle which will then result in <laughs> reviews <laughs> so you're going to hear some of the Amazon reviews about her book Okay. Um, also uh, somebody has pointed out that if she's writing this book that means she's working so mm-hmm. uh, phony um, okay Uh, Here's one person's thing. Lori is very judgmental, intolerant, and dismissive of any doctrine other than her own. As a Christian, I find her as opposite of Jesus as anyone could possibly be. As a woman, it is your job to work in the home, shut up, obey, and be happy about it. The book is quite hypocritical as Lori makes all kind of money selling books and other endeavors, yet sanctimoniously puts women down for working. Mm -hmm. You tell Um, her, Margaret. Uh, I, I, this one, I I think was just a short, shitty, you know, comment. Very cool. My wife lets me have two other girlfriends and I agree that they should remain subservient to me and my (laughs) desires. (laughs) Um, 
I, I enjoyed this one. Helpful if you recently swallowed poison. <laughs> um, this book saved my life. I had accidentally swallowed some poison. I read this book and promptly vomited. <laughs> uh, here's Ashley saying, chapped my butt, literally. I bought this during the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. The pages are worse than one ply. Not only are they rough on the starfish, they aren't absorbent, and the ink bleeds. Now I have to explain to my lover why... You'll burn in hell is written backwards across my bum <laughs> 500 times. <laughs> um, I love that people take the time <laughs> to do this. I know, and I really hope that they know that it's appreciated by me. Right, right. Uh, in particular, this is one of my great joys in life. I also enjoyed this person who said, bought as bed wedge, absolutely <laughs> useless for foreplay. <laughs> Um, and then somebody said that uh, I really wanted to give this book five stars, but I couldn't because it was just too short. I wanted more, but I bought this book for my two live-in himbos and told them to switch out the word woman for man, and they learned so much. <laughs> Thank you, Lori, for teaching my two himbo husbands how to be more obedient to me, their dom mama. <laughs> So that was I just my... want Lori to go and look at those <laughs> and then be like, I need to Google what Dom means. Yeah. <laughs> right? I can't delete these. Ken, why aren't Dear, the parental locks still on? Dear Amazon, you must delete these immediately. <laughs> or maybe she can't read any of them because she has the Covenant Eyes <laughs> software on her thing. Sorry. <laughs> well... So, Proceed. <laughs> okay, so then I'll ask your opinion on some of the posts she's made, and you let me know what you think. Here's one of them. Men, Bonnie, are looking for the four Fs. It's not what you wish, men. <laughs> From women. Fit, feminine, friendly, and faithful. Fit, Best shape you can be in. Feminine. Act and dress like a woman, not a man. Friendly. Kind. Amicable. Warm. Not hostile. And faithful. Committed to God. And you speak no evil of your husband. Well. I believe all of that. And that is a very, very high. I think that's what they're looking for. They're not going to get it. Right. <laughs> point. <laughs> I think everybody would be happy to uh, to have somebody who's hot because men are kind of visually oriented, as we know. Yes, friendly, um, feminine. Friendly, yeah. And faithful. Gonna, okay. Yeah. And then you know what I think also happens after that, though, is that, oh, there's no challenge. I'm going to go look around for somebody else outside of the marriage to uh, be interested in because I need a new challenge. Um, yeah. And certainly not all of them. Of course, not all of them. I'm not saying that. So, but if you're too much of a, of a doormat, I think that people don't like that. I agree. So when one of my kids was younger, we were volunteering. It's always the mothers, obviously. And a lot of them had careers. You know, they were pharmacists or this and that. But the ones who could at certain times, we were setting up for a party. And the tradition is the teacher takes the kids on recess and the parents 
do all the work with these cutouts and fun things. Anyway, and there's usually a man there, you know, one or two. But (laughs) this one woman was like, oh, you know, one woman came in. She's like, sorry, I just was taking off work. And someone's like, oh, what do you do? And I think maybe she was a physical therapist. And this one woman said, Oh, I've always wanted to be that. When my husband and I got married, we made, you know, a deal that I would stay home until the kids grew up. But I'm thinking I might want to look at that after they go to college. And, you know, I live in, I was living in an extra conservative town. And even those women were just like, that, the whole idea that you make a deal, there was just something that was a no and like the sadness in her eyes and that she was looking at all of us as wow I feel less than them is also sad because she's not at right. all but that she made that deal then puts her in this headspace that she's less than don't like it I don't like it either. And I think that there's certainly something to be said for learning stuff when you're younger and have more energy to learn it. I mean, by the time you're of the age where your kids are grown and gone, it you're in a different part of life. That's right. Um, you are brain dead. It is just <laughs> trips to the dermatologist and finding sodas with no aspartame yeah it's there's exactly i all I, I also keep thinking about like for Lori. okay so she spent 23 years in a marriage that wasn't that awesome right and then decided to submit to her husband so how old were her kids when she decided to submit because in like a, a, a Without knowing anything, my thoughts mm-hmm. go to 23 years. The kids were probably old enough. Exactly. And she probably spent a lot of years with this guy going, oh, my gosh, the more time I spend with this guy, the more I realize if he leaves or dies, uh, I don't know what is going to happen. Right. And so, well, maybe not dies, but... Yeah, if yeah. he leaves or if we get in a fight and he wants to end it all and he's done because he, the kids are raised as mm-hmm. well as they can be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just like a, a sliding scale of, oh, I've been married this long. I, yeah, I, uh, it's like I working. Know. I need to wait for the retirement benefits. I've been here long enough. Oh, I want the pension. Right. I don't know how to do anything else but make widgets yeah um, so does she write a book like this with saying that without saying that you know what i mean she doesn't it's more just judgmental stuff so so but one maybe of the things she's saying that without saying it maybe i don't but, know so the the facts are that ken was unfaithful at one point. Oh, she forgave oh. him. Oh, I didn't even know that. I told you, this is a slow reveal, oh. Bonnie. Um, at what point was Ken unfaithful? What year I, of the marriage I think does it's it say? after she poked a hole in the diaphragm. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, but she forgave him. and And these are the kinds of things she writes. She says... Oh, no. 
quote, being right doesn't matter, exclamation mark. God doesn't care that you're right. He cares that you're submissive and that you're meek and quiet spirit. Being a mate and having a matriarchal spirit is completely the opposite of having a meek and quiet spirit that's precious in the sight of God. So it's the opposite of being feminine. It's the opposite of God, what God wants. So I think maybe their arguments could have to do with you piece of shit or (laughs) just that anger. So I think what happened is, and in marriage, in close working circumstances, relationships, friendships, there is a time when there is that either I plow forward aggressively and get what I feel I deserve, or I say, do I want this relationship? And I start to back down from things. I think Mm -hmm. hers was a very extreme backing down and that if she lays there and lets him poke her even though she's not interested he won't go to another woman so i mean i think that can be born out of insecurity not that i'm speaking for Lori, but i definitely ain't listening to her wow she poked a hole i'm still on the poke in the hole the diaphragm thing i know yeah Oh, Um, my gosh. So there's a lot to this. Uh, She also is very, she's insistent that children should be homeschooled, uh, that public schools are part of the demise (laughs) of the family and the country. But all of four of her kids went to public school. So you can see that, like. (laughs) Why should she be bothered to put in the work? Right. And, And wasn't she staying at home by then anyway? So. And that she had a nanny and she had someone help clean the house. It's more like, I did these as a mistake. Now let me tell you how to do it better. Learn from my escapades. (laughs) Right. So I have a big problem. She follows the pearls. And I think we've talked about them before. They're heavy on discipline and so heavy, like some of their followers have had their kids taken away, kids have died. Oh, discipline, like, like yes. physical? Yes. So she does promote hitting your kid as a form of discipline. And she mm. promotes, because I saw this, the Pearl's book, To Train a Child, which has been credited with killing at least three children. Um, um, if you really want to uh, lay another level of trauma on your child Mm. that is a great way to do it that is anxiety producing and i (laughs) i i can remember my grandmother used to threaten me um by uh, you know be good or else i will hit you with a switch which was just a long skinny branch from a hibiscus tree (laughs) that i had to go power on it yeah Yeah. (laughs) I had to go pick it and put it on the top of the refrigerator as a constant reminder to be mm-hmm. good. Now, you met me. I was, I just wasn't bad. No. And, and I think and, that's the sliding I, I, scale of what like, they saw in us. Like, 
Oh, yeah, you poured you're good too to much orange juice. Now that looks bad because everything <laughs> else you do is so, yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I have resentment about that. And and I realize Same. it's a different generation, but uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt and feel shitty. Right. I mean, we did get, we did, what do I want to say? We did get her back when we made the fair in your backyard, in her That's backyard. Right. So, yeah, well, for listeners, the South mm-hmm. Florida fair would come and it would be here for like three weekends. And we went one weekend and we wanted to go the next weekend and no one would take us to the fair a second time. <laughs> so we're like, fine, we'll set up our own fair in my backyard <laughs> and I'll drag you on this tire. <laughs> and then you tell the rest, go into well, the door through the cardboard you, and here. Go ahead. You remember much better. Ours would be just like, um, you know, hey, can we have ice and maybe some chocolate syrup? And we'd hand it to each other like, here's a fair treat. You know, it was so sad. But what I remember is that we blocked off like this area. I thought it was in your backyard. And we put a sign that said live in the kitchen. We put it in the kitchen? It was in the kitchen because the dog had a doggy gate and the dog was in the kitchen. And so you walked in the kitchen from outside. I'm like, here's the livestock exhibition. (laughs) It was my grandmother and the dog. And we were like, you can pet either one. And I mean... All the people who came loved it. And by all the people, it was just us. And I'm pretty sure the livestock exhibition included her sitting there with her legs crossed and a cigarette burning. And a turban. She could wear a turban. I loved it. Oh, my God. We were Underneath the turban was always a head of hair rolled in, you know, sponge rollers. Yeah. What she was preparing for, I don't fucking know, because she never went anywhere. (laughs) She didn't even dress it up for her livestock debut. (laughs) For her exhibition. (laughs) But I got the hairbrush, and I mean... And there was a lot that would happen. What do you mean, got the hairbrush? To get up, my Spanx were really? with the hairbrush. Oh, yeah. And they were very traumatic. And, and my brother got, he was threatened with the belt. And I swear, maybe it was one time where I got Spanx so many times. And I've like gone through this in the last year, digging up all yeah. that. What did you do to get a Spank? I could be like... I not clean my room after they told me a million times or I did enjoy eating raw bread dough from the Pillsbury rolls (laughs) that you would smack. And I sometimes would just have the roll out of a wrapper just tucked behind furniture that I would probably (laughs) eat off of. It could have been that there's there's a lot of things, but I mean, I Tuck was not. Behind furniture. <laughs> I think at the very least they were 
probably trying to keep carpet pieces <laughs> from getting in your digestive system. There were a lot of just oh God, things so that I did. But, I mean, I wasn't doing anything terrible. No, or, like, against anybody. But, I mean, this is what they grew up with, the spare the rod, spoil the child, as well as other, yeah. like, psychologists of the day saying yeah. all this shit. Um, but this Lori chick, the pearls who she would follow, they also have starvation tactics. Oh. So Lori agreed with the book's message of hitting even a five-month-old infant for not properly behaving. She admitted that, I know, that she hit all four of her children and claims oh. they didn't suffer from it, nor do they remember it. Lori admits freely that she threw her children out of the house, something that was encouraged by these Pearl idiots, when they were only one, three, five, and seven years old, after beating them with a slipper because they woke up early on Christmas morning and opened all their gifts before. That was a great Christmas. They love looking back on that. I um, hope they gather around at dinner now every year and go, remember that year, Mom, that you threw right. me out of the house when I was three? Oh no, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, glug, um, glug, glug, wine. <laughs> she talks about, you know, all this stuff about discouraging divorce and but she also says things that have been contradicted so when telling the version of events about her parents she says they constantly fought and she often wished they'd divorce when she was younger but they stuck it out and then everyone was happy about it she also says when she was younger she was sure she would divorce ken her husband if he ever had an affair, but now she realizes what a huge mistake that would have been. Um, And let's see. So this one website says that she holds toxic and abusive beliefs as well as being hypocritical. She doesn't believe women should work outside the home, although she did herself and her eldest daughter does too. Ignoring that she used birth control, she tells women that birth control is a sin and causes all sorts of ailments like cancer, fertility, etc. And she is not a fan of women's suffrage, although she does vote. I think that the older you get, you start manipulating history of yourself and and it's like you were earlier saying oh we're the elders like you get some idea that because you're older you get a level of authority yeah yeah so, so do you remember this is what it sounds like this lady is doing I'll do i remember re- what i'll read a few more then we can be done Do you remember when we did an episode on Rachel Held Evans? She is a woman who is a progressive Christian. Uh, We took it a little more seriously. She did a book about living biblically for a year, which was sort of funny. Like when she had her period, she would stay in a tent outside the house. Right. And she died at 37 years old from an allergic reaction to a medicine, leaving behind a husband and kids. Um, So when she died, 
that mm-hmm. this lovely Lori said that Rachel Held Evans was a heretic and that she went to hell. Um, you know, which is just like, hey, let me say some some terrible things about things. As we just had 9-11, this is what she posted. She no. wrote, John MacArthur was asked why thousands died on 9-11. He answered by quoting, the wages of sin is death. We all have an appointment with death due to sin. It may be today or in many years, but we'll all die. It's part of living on this wicked planet. Believe in Jesus Christ. So even 9-11, it's like they didn't die because of other people. They mm-hmm. died because there's wickedness, there's sin. And it's like, shove it up your butt. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to hear that on a loop. It's like, shove it up your butt. <laughs> I know. Transform my. Uh, one that you won't probably like at all is don't buy your daughter's Barbie dolls because this causes little girls to be into big breasts, fashion, careers, and worldly garbage. Buy them baby dolls. So when that you, when you nurse your baby... <laughs> They will pretend to nurse their baby doll. You, I'm like, what uh, happens if that's she's the last? She's over everything yeah. I love. I Big know. breasts, <laughs> garbage, <laughs> <laughs> careers, uh, private investigator intrigue, personal inside joke. I'm going to finish by this last one. The virus, also known as COVID to some, is clearly showing the great value there is to having mothers at home with their children. They can protect them from the virus and homeschool them. It's just the way God intended it to be. Maybe crisis always shows us that God's ways are far superior to man's. So here she is pretty much trying to say, thank God for this virus. Now more people are going to homeschool, etc., I cannot, this woman is... You know what she's doing? What is she doing? She's taking your poppin' fresh dough and squeezing it through a square-shaped thing. And she's just manipulating all this stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh God says it's this way. Because, and it just so happens that maybe it is more convenient and more productive to staying alive if you can stay at home and educate your kids. Well, this time... Right, right, exactly. Exactly. And I think just the audacity of her to be like, I did all these things. I got to enjoy having my kids go to public school. Oh, and they're all great. Really? So can you prove what they would have been like if you homeschooled them? So there, but she has tons of followers because she has followers, especially Christian women who are having troubles with their husbands. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and they get to be like, oh, if I do one, two, three, that this woman is saying, maybe he won't cheat on me. Maybe he oh. will become a Christian. Maybe he'll be nicer to me, etc." 
or my unruly kids. Maybe <laughs> if I just, you know, keep Maybe smacking if I just them. beat the shit out of them. Right, right. They'll eventually give up because I broke their spirit. Um, <laughs> right. You know what they'll eventually do? Grow up and figure out where the trauma came from <laughs> and talk about it on a podcast that you'll never listen to. So it's all fine. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just want to point out the picture she has, the jewelry she has, I swear, is the same jewelry that a woman who I used to know, I don't see her much anymore, bless her heart, she was a ding-dong, but she would always show me her jewelry. And one looked just like this, and she's like, this is from Israel. These are stones. And so it's like some, you know, Christian Israeli thing that Christians think are great. Anyway, so I'm just going to make everyone happy by telling a story, and then finishing up. So there was something on the Tiki Talk that showed these these young girls were at a lake in somewhere, enjoying themselves wearing a bikini. A young-ish man comes up to them, start, starts berating them for, he said, they're nearly naked, kids shouldn't see this, God should convict them, etc., He was a piece of shit. They said, leave us alone. They were Mm -hmm. laughing at him. He starts walking away. Then he returns. And he's like, may God convict you and da-da-da-da. And they were like, why don't you live by the the Bible and gouge your eyes out if if you're looking at us in this way? I mean, it was all great. So this started getting more attention. And different people were giving their take because he made a response video saying, you know, just God's rank righteous anger came up like I need to protect kids from seeing this. <laughs> so, of course, I have to be a wise ass and I do one and just saying, no, you were sexualizing young kids or whatever. So it wasn't just the audacity of it. It was also, you know, th- this is sexual harassment And there's an interesting part where he turns away and adjusts his shorts. Ew. After he'd been talking to them. And I'm like, guess what? Maybe he just itched. There's a psychological (laughs) understanding that's been proven for a long time that anger and sexual arousal can go hand in hand and Maybe his anger came up because he was aroused and because of whatever trauma he had and thought it was wrong, he shouldn't do that. So he makes another video and he's like, I've heard some people say I was aroused when I did it. And I'm like, so he saw my video. I don't care. Good. I I don't care. Um, This got even more attention. It got picked up by Tons of places. I hear he was on, not Entertainment Tonight, Inside Edition. It got put on Inside (laughs) Edition. That is not entertaining. (laughs) It is not. And also the girls were like, hey, this is the name of the guy, all that. 
he got fired from his construction job, which is a Christian. <laughs> cons- it's called like God's hand construction job. Place. And a cliche about construction workers harassing ladies. Uh, yeah, there you go. And Jesus. they're like, this is just not what we believe in. He keeps stumbling down because he is friends with his wife has probably sang with, I think, and he proposed at an event on stage of Sean Foyt. So he's oh. friends with Sean Foyt. So there is going to be this chamber of just listening to each other. Now, right. Sean Foyt has joined forces with Greg Locke, which I was actually surprised that he would be that, you know, volatile and join with him um so now we have three white supposedly straight very angry men who are justifying their anger and it's all going in a circle but i mean this guy is getting dragged and one person said on my comments you know i'm agnostic but i feel bad for this guy i'm like i don't like This is shit we have been putting up for with for years. And these girls just they it was Labor Day like they they're 18. They're having a day off. He comes up to them. Yeah. Um, So he can suck it. And so can the transform wife. Maybe they can (laughs) go on the road together. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they can just have their beliefs and keep it to themselves right maybe that yeah if you get a little it's not like they were out there uh, forcing uh, i I don't know it it, i'm sorry (laughs) it's just so upsetting like keep your mouth shut why why can't these men do the minimum of going to a therapist That's what you need. Just do that, and you're going to start to see. You don't have righteous anger. That wasn't from God. That was you. You know. Anyway. Yeah. And God is not a therapist. He is not, because one, I don't think he's there. But (laughs) I agree. And Sean Foyt is not someone to hang around. And you are unemployed. And makes me happy. Not you him yeah and all that is to yeah (laughs) all that's to say don't be a shit pile send in your true funny stories uh and submit stories but submit to us submit to your neighbor (laughs) be submissive to the idea of just living and let live and laugh it's all of it Um. Yeah. (laughs) Have a good week. (laughs) Bye.